This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Witchy Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, CD Akira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, FixedStore.com. That's F-I-X-T Store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F-O-R-C-E-X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the first DJ Force X podcast of 2017. And we're kicking things off with a bit of a classic hard metal um, I've got Chris, uh, he is the vocalist from the band Gravedigger. Um, they are about to release their new album, Healed by Metal, uh, which will be out via Napalm Records on the 13th of January. That's Friday the 13th. That's today when this is being released. How crazy is that? Anyway, um, I recorded this a few weeks before the Christmas break. Um, obviously, been on that long Christmas break. and a nice little family Christmas. I hope everyone else was kind of uh, safe and well. Uh, however you celebrated it, if you celebrated it at all. Um, I worked a lot over that time as well, so it was a busy time. It's still busy now. Um, but yes, um, we're about to uh, hit this new year uh, after 2016, which is a bit of a bummer, uh, all in all, um, if we're honest with ourselves, just for what the um, creative community lost um, and what the world lost, if you will. Um, a lot of people passed and um now on to 2017 you know death isn't gonna stop but at least we can kind of reflect uh if anything 2016 um said to me that you know your tomorrows aren't guaranteed to kind of live for now get shit done um which is kind of what doing right now and what i continue to do for the rest of the year is just getting stuff done keep going and uh you know see what happens so um yes anyway Enjoy this interview. Um, like I said, this is Chris from Gravedigger. I would like to welcome to my show this week Chris Boltendahl from the band Gravedigger. Welcome, Chris. Hello, my friend, Barnaby. How are you doing? I am very good today. How are you? I'm very busy with a lot of interviews and preparing everything for the release. And uh, yes, we are, have busy times. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you've got a new album due out uh, in January, January 13th, uh, called Healed by Metal. 
um, and it will be out via Napalm Records. Um, so yeah, um, just before we get into the like details about the album, could I get some? Because uh, you guys have have got quite a history. I've I've sort of been doing a little bit of research, but could you just give us a kind of um, a brief story of your background? We were founded in 1980. Mm-hmm. Then we have up and downs, and now we are here with Healed by Metal. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so Healed by Metal is your, um, I believe, 19th studio album. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah? That's so, correct, yeah. Yeah, so, and obviously there's, there's a bunch of other like, EPs, singles, and compilation albums, which I've seen you, you guys are on. Um, but that's, that's, that, that's quite a back catalogue on its own, just having like the studio album like 19 of them um how is like obviously you're you're the original member of the band as well you were there um when when it was founded how how is how has the industry changed for you because obviously back in the 1980s a lot of there was a lot of metal bands around and um and it was it was it was a different time um when it came to like releasing records and things uh, the 80s, 70s, and the 80s uh, was a glorious time of, of uh, heavy metal, and uh, for me, mm-hmm. and uh, because there was was uh, so not so many bands on the market, and uh, but the main thing is that music was culture. Mm-hmm. You know I, what? I, in my opinion, music today is uh, through all. The- this complete internet stuff and social media thing and everything it's more kind of like fast food you know yeah. people can can delete tracks immediately and when when i was a boy i, I was uh, i put my tent before the record store when when there was a release date of a new Iron Maiden or new Judas Priest or Dio or Black Sabbath and uh, i was excited about that and you never heard anything up front, you know? Yeah. So yeah. nowadays you have to start promotion three months before the release, and everybody can listen to a lyric video, to a normal video, to uh, of Amazon. You can track uh, every, every track from, from the album. You can play 40 seconds. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. so I think... Uh, uh, the complete excited moment, exciting moment is is gone after all this uh, years, and that for me the reason uh, that is uh, a little bit uh, music is more fast food nowadays. Yeah, no, it definitely is a bit more um, cut and shut, if you will. Like you said, back in back in those days, you you, you go to the record store to d- discover these things, um, and obviously yeah. they've replaced a lot of the record stores with with the likes of the streaming services. Um, so you can literally you can consume. Um, the whole band's entire back catalogue if you want in kind of like uh what they call it binge listening or binge watching as they do with the tv shows now yeah yeah um when i when i was yeah when i was in the record store i I picked up three four uh, album covers which were which were interesting you know yeah and then listening in the record store to this kind of music and uh yes it was uh, more more excitement than today <laughs> yes yes so obviously i mean you you've you've been obviously releasing records from the 80s um and all the way up till now and with with the new methods um has that benefited you guys in any way or did you find the kind of um uh i guess the, the old school way um like more uh, uh rewarding 
Yeah, what we have to do is we have to play more live because that, uh, to play live and uh, selling merchandise is uh, at the end is more or less the only income for a musician today uh, because uh, with all the record money from the, for the money from the record companies, you can't survive anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah and because it's sales are not so high as uh, 20 years ago you know yeah. so and that is depends also on on the internet and uh, file sharing things and all this stuff and streaming companies and so but we have to we have to take it serious you know yes we are musicians and we want to live and we we are creative guys and uh, yeah so we have to find other markets and uh, and give the people quality and uh, keep the band stable to play live excellent excellent i mean i've I've heard a couple of tracks from your upcoming album, uh, mainly the title track, "Healed by Metal," which is a is a great song. It's um it's that kind of um it really did kind of uh, remind me of that that priest uh, Iron Maiden, like you said, the the bands you were kind of uh, reeling off as uh, from the record store. Um, and it was a solid metal, like heavy classic metal track. Um, is there is it uh, more of the same on on the actual full album, or is there you got any like surprises lined up or anything? What you understand about the surprises, uh, Grave Digger is not a surprise band. We play our metal and uh, we play our uh, classical metal. Sometimes we made some concept CDs, but uh, since Return of the Reaper, we are back to this classical non-concept uh, CDs. And uh, we have some uh, faster tracks, uh, some uh, epic tracks, uh, and some, uh, yeah, some uh, mid-tempo tracks. Uh-huh. And uh, we deliver the people what they want. <laughs> yeah that's that's always good it's always like uh it, like if, if there's concept albums are great i've i've made one in the past and and uh but like i always enjoy like just just something that's like a solid like a band that knows who they are um yeah. and that's what they do and like it's kind of you expect it but it's still it's still uh you're still entertaining it's still you still you know enjoy it even though you kind of know what you're gonna get um, but that's what you want, like a band. Yes, that is our that is our profession, you know, because yeah. uh, we are we are musicians. We like to entertain, and we are not politicians. Yeah. And uh, we want to give the people a good time in the shows and listen to our records. Uh, that is the main thing. And if the people have a good time, we are the happiest guys on earth. Because <laughs> that's good. I mean, because there's a lot of bands that try and reinvent themselves constantly, and they're always trying different things, which is fine. Because that that can lead to you know other things happening, but um, I've always kind of liked bands that kind of you know they know who they are. There's a lot of bands that yeah. can like that like you guys. You know who you are. You've been doing this for quite a while now, and it, it and you know what your fans want for one. Who what you want to do as well. You know, and there's bands like yeah, like, like like Iron Maiden. You know, they went through a couple of phases of 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 you know different incarnations of the band, but. You know, at the end of the day, you listen to a Maiden album, and it's a Maiden album. You know, definitely. Yeah, but I like Maiden from the past with uh, the three, four, five minute songs, yeah. not with ten minutes, <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes of bass solo. So, no, uh, uh, I'm addicted to uh, to the seventies, eighties metal, and uh, they are my roots, and uh, I follow them. I follow my own roots, and uh, yeah, we play the music we can and what we feel. Yes, cool. So, what are your uh, what are your plans ahead? Obviously, you've got the album coming out. I think you've got a new music video coming out on uh, in a couple of days, as of like tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, as of recording this. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> okay. that, yeah, so this is going out after that, so it will be out by then. Um, 
so yeah, obviously you got the new video coming out. Um, and um, I saw you're on the uh, 70,000 tons of metal cruise that's going oh, on okay. uh, Miami um, in, uh, in January as well. Have you got any other plans around that? Any tours lined up or anything like that? Yeah, before we uh, go to the 70,000 tons of metal, we have uh, a couple of shows here in Germany, Austria, Switzerland. And then we go to the US, uh, hit the boat. And then when we're back, we go carry on with the normal tour here. In, nice. <laughs> we have a short break on the 70,000 of metal. We enjoy some sun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you will see Gravedigger in a, in a really, in a, because in a, in, a, in a playing mode, because we are coming from a tour and we're going to the boat and then we go back to the tour. Nice. So uh, March, April, we go back to South America, and then we booked a couple of festivals. And I think the, the, the album is really strong. So let's see what happened after yeah. after the album is released. And I think that a lot of people will uh, be excited about that. So can can reach uh, perhaps we can reach another level. We will see. Excellent. No, that sounds really good. I mean, I was um, I was chatting to a band yesterday who were playing that that uh, that cruise ship uh, with you guys. Uh, as well and i was wondering have you ever done anything like that before have you ever played on a boat like that yeah we played now the third time oh, uh, next it? year is okay. the third time yeah yeah well, we play on the 70,000 tons of metal and we make one on the on the sweden cruise on a on a, nice. on a boat with eight 800 scandinavian drunken <laughs> guys that was uh really funny <laughs> It was uh, if you go to the seventy thousand tons of metal, that is a real serious thing. Uh, if you yeah. compare with with the uh, with the Swedish thing, you know okay. it is. <laughs> so the Swedish thing was hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering how what that what's that's like what that's like because I've been on a cruise ship before. I went like uh, as I said in my the, with the other guys um, uh, on my honeymoon. Um, oh, okay. On, on a cruise ship, not not like a one with 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 a bunch of metal bands. It was just one across the uh, the Caribbean, but um. I was just curious because I was in a band for a while as well. And I kind of, you know, you go on there and they've got a lot of show bands on there and you just kind of think, okay, you know, it's typical entertainment for this kind of thing. Um, But actually having a metal festival on a cruise ship um, is, is it's, it's wild. (laughs) I was wondering how, how does that differ for you from like, say a regular show um, to playing something like that, that you're kind of, obviously you've got hundreds of people on there to watch the bands and you're all the bands are with you there they're not leaving or anything um how is that how is it atmospherically and how is it like just to play it uh it's rock and roll because uh yeah you can't you can't do your shows uh, your normal shows because you can't bring all the stuff over to the cruise ship you know yeah and uh, you have uh, you have your your yeah you have your fans on your and your music and you have uh, yeah it's it's more rock and roll than uh, when you play your normal shows here in in, in Germany or around the world and uh, yeah it's on the other side it's really cool I love it a lot and uh, I love it also uh, to be four days with all the people there. I love the the feeling on the boat, and uh, yeah, we, every time we enjoy it. Cool, cool. Well, I've got a couple of questions left for you now. Uh, these are kind of yeah. more aimed at yourself rather than the band itself, but um, these are ones I kind of ask every every person that I interview just to kind of you know get some maybe get some uh, some recommendations and things like that. But you know, just to find out a bit more about you. Uh, so the first question is: uh, What are your three top albums? that you can kind of name that kind of shape the musician or person that you are today? It's uh, the, Purp- the Purple in Rock. Yep. It's uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. 
and it's uh, Jewish Priest Unleashed in the East. Nice, nice. That last one is a fantastic album. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, excited. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, what are your uh, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not um, doing the grave digger thing, do you do anything else? Yeah, I'm playing golf. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I'm totally addicted to this kind of of sport. Yes. Nice, nice. I've uh, I, I play golf too, so it's a uh, it's a it's a great it is a great sport. I uh, I enjoy it. So I, I do. You play off a handicap? Sorry to get all golfy, but <laughs> uh, handicap nine. Nine. Cool. Yes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. My my brother was a pro for a, a good like ten twelve years. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, cool. England. He played the Euro PGA Tour. Um, oh, what's the name? Uh, his name is Elliot uh, Elliot Wattingham um oh okay yeah he's no longer a pro he he kind of like retired and you know got a day job kind of thing so, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, he still plays but he doesn't play professionally so it's um okay but yeah no it's I, also i think to be a professional golfer is the uh, same uh, way hard to get ex- success like a musician i think so yeah no it is it, and it's it's a it's a complete like uh it's a it's a mental game as well um yeah like he he has a lot of skill uh, but his his head gets in the way sometimes. If you know what I mean, it's yeah, that, I understand that completely. <laughs> you know, he, he can he can strike those balls. You hit a driving range, you're fine. He's got no pressure on him. But sometimes when that pressure hits or something gets into his mind, his game just goes out the window. So yeah, when it goes around fifty thousand euros or something, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, That's now right. I, I live out here in uh, Florida now, and the golf courses here are fantastic. So. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I played on the tour with Blank Guardian. I played, uh, again, a couple of courses in the U.S., so I love it. Nice. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, where's the best place to reach out to the band? Um, you know, uh, social media or, you know, email or website or anything like that. Is there anything you want to push? Uh, I think if the best for us it's, in the moment it's uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we have our own Facebook page. So uh, we are working mostly with Facebook. Excellent, excellent. And uh, do you, are you taking care of that yourself, or is it taken care of by the label or anything like that? No, no, we we taking care about that. Oh, cool. We do it by our own, yes. Excellent. Well, Chris, thank you very much for your time. Um, I really appreciate uh, having this opportunity to interview you, and um, good luck with the album uh, that is due out on January uh, the thirteenth. Uh, via Napalm Records, available by all good stockists um, worldwide. Um, so people can pick it up here in the States and over there in Europe as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Chris. Thank you very much, my friend Barnaby, and have a nice day. Yeah? Yes, have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.